thankful for the promise that we have in our Lord and Savior and how that promise is renewed in our hearts this time of year, and so we give Him praise for that. If you have your Bibles this morning, um, turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 this morning. So thankful that you're here today and so grateful for God's work among us uh, in this place already this morning. And so we pray that He would just continue to work through His Word today. For the last um, couple of weeks, we've been in a series entitled, What Are You Waiting For?, And we've been reminded that um, just like those in the first Christmas story, we are all, it seems, waiting for something. And we've encouraged you to think about and uh, maybe even renew your emphasis in prayer, thinking about the things that maybe you're waiting for, the things that you're waiting for God to do in your life, the prayers maybe that you've been praying for some time. And, and, um, you know, for the shepherds and wise men and Mary and Joseph and so many others, they were all waiting for the Messiah, the promised one, to come, and they were waiting in hope to be delivered from all that was going on in the world at that time. And as they waited, they chose, as we've been talking about, to wait the, the right way. There's, a, there's a, a right way to wait, and there's also a wrong way. And so often, if you're like me, we can get tripped up in, in maybe not waiting the way that we should. And yet, from Scripture, we see that we can make the choice to, to, to wait the right way. The first week we were reminded that those who received the promise hundreds of years before Christ's birth, they had faith while they waited. It takes faith to wait, amen? They had faith while they waited. We need faith while we wait, and we talked about that. Last week, Pastor Jaron shared about um, Zechariah and how his hope was and faith was renewed um, and the renewal that came uh, while he waited. And aren't you glad to just know this morning, as we've been reminded, that our hearts can be renewed in the Lord while we wait upon Him. Through the power of His Holy Spirit, He can renew our hearts. And so we talked about that last week while we're waiting on God's promise to come to to pass. And so our third stop today, I want to remind you that in order to wait the right way, uh, we need hope while we wait. An eager, expectant hope deep within our hearts while we wait upon God to work. And as I was thinking about that hope, that eager, expectant hope, right? I mean, we talk about hope, but I mean, hope is really something that is active within us. It's eager, and it expects something to happen. You know, when our now adult children were young, um, Michelle and I would try our best to save uh, as much as we could all year long to take some kind of a trip with them at least once a year. And sometimes it was a short trip, sometimes it was a little bit longer trip, but we'd try to save and plan and prepare for um, taking them on a trip. And the kids would get excited that we were going to go on a trip. But one of the things that Michelle and I, I don't know, we started pretty early, I don't know how early it was, but we started pretty early in their lives. We wouldn't tell them the destination of where we were going. We'd simply say, we're going on a mystery trip. We're going on a mystery trip. And that, that excitement w- within them would begin to build. They would begin to talk about, I wonder, I wonder where we're going to go, and I wonder what we're gonna, what's going to happen, and I wonder what we're going to do. And this excitement and this hope and this anticipation would begin to build within them. And the countdown would begin. Now, we learned that we couldn't start too early telling them that we were going to go, or they'd drive us completely insane, Right? But we found that about 10 days out, we could start telling them, hey, we're going on a mystery trip. In fact, after the first, uh, first time or two, I don't even remember how it happened. It's just one of the, they would call it one of the crazy dad songs. I'm kind of known for making up songs along the way, um, different occasions, some crazy occasions. Just ask Kendra, but I make up a song. So I made up a mystery trip song. 
Now, I know I sang to you a couple weeks ago, this is going to be nothing like that, all right? But I know you'd be disappointed if you didn't hear the Mystery Trip song. So it's simply like this. We're going on a mystery trip, a mystery trip, a mystery trip. We're going on a mystery trip, and we leave in 10 days. Come on, isn't that good? And then we'd sing it in the morning, and that would get them out. I mean, they would wake up. I mean, they would wake up just red. Like, I mean, they were so excited. And then it was nine days and eight days and seven days. And every day you'd sing that song. And, you, you know, it's so hard sometimes to get the kids out of bed. I mean, even ten days out, like, they would begin to get excited. There began to be this eager hope and anticipation of what was soon come to past. Hope and wonder. Why? Because they knew that if mom and dad said, we're going to do something, we were going to find a way to do it. And they began to have hope. You know, as we wait, we have a choice how we wait. We can wait with hope in the promise, or we can wait with very little hope in the promise. In fact, I would say almost no hope. And I want you to see this contrasting picture this morning through Scripture of a group of people who were waiting with hope and another group of people who, as it seems, were waiting very much without hope. One announcement, one announcement, the same announcement made to two different groups of people and the response was quite different. The first I want us to look together here in Matthew 2. This is where the announcement was made to one group of people. It's made by the wise men and it's made by King Herod. And I want you to see the announcement made to King Herod, the response ultimately is going to be one of no hope. Let me remind you that King Herod was the king of Judea and ruler over Israel at the time of Jesus' birth. And here's what Matthew shares with us concerning this announcement that, that is made to King Herod. Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, if you'll follow with me. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. This announcement of Jesus' birth makes its way, think about this, to the most powerful Jew in the kingdom. The most powerful Jew in the kingdom, King Herod. And think about this with me. The announcement was made by a group of magi or a group of wise men who were traveling from the east. They travel and they make this long journey for one reason, and that was to ultimately worship uh, the Messiah. But they came this long way and end up being the ones to make the announcement to King Herod, right? Uh, they, they, the Savior had been born, and they had come to worship him. Now think about how King Herod must have been waiting with me. Let it sink in for just a minute. If we're waiting with hope, I was thinking about this, if we're waiting with hope, and we're waiting with anticipation for something to happen, right? Especially something this, this 